The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Welcome once again to a Came From the Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. With me via virtual distancing, we have none other than our very own uh, thelifewithgenergies.com, Jenny Feldy. Good evening from my floor with my dog. We have our very own senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Hey. <laughs> we wow. have our very wow. own Pronto Comics, very own Dominic Definition Man Sperano. Well, after such an enthusiastic mm-hmm. uh, introduction... I'm, I'm vastly underwhelmed. Well done, Charlie. <laughs> so on this week's show, we're going to have another Jaybird and Lee segment. We have a new Bookworm Batson segment. And our very own uh, Jenny Feldy has an interview with comedian Dan Romano. Before we do any of that, let's Wait, take... Yes. What? Dan Romano. Isn't that the guy's name? I don't have an interview with him. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's not his name? I don't know. We'll talk about this later, but I don't, I don't have an interview with him. <laughs> no, yes, I can you, do it though. Isn't that the guy that you sent me the interview for? No. Will Romero. Will Romero. <laughs> sorry, yeah, he, sorry, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but Dan likes the publicity though. So you're wait, welcome, so, Dan. Wait, so what's his Whoever name? Dan Romano is, he's Will like, Romero, yes. Will Romero is like Scarface. He's like, I never, you know, he's like that. Uh, and Will oh, and Dan Romano is more pizza. He's a pizza man. He's like, hey, how you doing? You know, so, totally different. Stereotype. Will Will Romero. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So apologies to Will for <laughs> thinking you were Dan. And That's apologies hilarious. for Dan that we haven't recorded <laughs> an interview with you yet. <laughs> but I'm a fan of both of them. So, hey, it's great. Nice, nicely, nice, good catch there, Jen, because you would have been like, yeah, sure. And I would have been totally, Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, I don't do that. I never go, yeah, yeah, ever. <laughs> so, who are doing that? Now that we're all straightened <laughs> out, we're going to take it away with the news. It's more than time. The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks with the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 25 years of comic bookness and pop culture stuff. More information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Their next convention will be on September 25th and 26th, which is their Big Apple Silver Anniversary Expo. No headliner has been announced as of yet. And also, we're brought, the news is brought to you in part by the fine folks at sci-fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. And I want to give out shout-outs for our Patreons, of which there are. Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Dress and Media, Unjikun, Shadow Rabbit Art, The Huracan, and Yasmin Array. If you want your own little shout-out, go to www.patreon.com and look up the Came for Radio Indie Search bar. All right, so uh, as, as Charlie asked so nicely, we'll start with the sad news. Who died? Um, American professional wrestler Paul Parlett Orendorf Jr., better known as Mr. Wonderful, has died recently, shortly after being diagnosed with dementia. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Paul had an extensive wrestling career, starting from spanning from 1976 to 1999, and he headlined the first WrestleMania against Hulk Hogan, of which our own senior correspondent, Charlie Sanadino, was there. 
right? Yes, I was. Yes, I was. So you got to see him perform. So can you give us a little insight on, on being there live, seeing uh, Paul, Mr. Wonderful, perform? Well, it was, I got to tell you, I mean, I didn't think, why am I Bob Hope? I got to tell you. Um, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be such a big thing. I knew it was, you know, because Mr. T and Hulk Hogan were at uh, ABC where I worked. So um, I went there thinking that it was just going to be a wrestling match, but it actually was history. And uh, so many amazing wrestlers were there and Mr. Wonderful and just doing what they normally do. And uh, it became, um, you know, the first uh, step into an amazing uh, franchise. <laughs> Um, I have to say that I, uh, up until I think two years ago, I had seen wrestling on TV, but I never seen an in-person show. So at, at the uh, uh, convention in Philadelphia, the Keystone mm-hmm. Con, yeah. they had a they had a, well, a, a ring, and I, I saw it, and I was like, I get it now. I understand the draw seeing it in person. Yeah, well, they're they're really hitting. Much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the outcome, it may be entertainment, but they're really hitting each other. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So he was, was a... Uh, I, yeah, think it was, um, I think it was Triple H who said it best, like, you know, people take it really seriously, but at the end of the day, we're just wrestling in our underwear still. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he was a, a young, 71 years old. Mm. Wow. So that's, that's actually... I know it's like young in some respect, but for wrestling and a wrestler. Yes, that is true. <laughs> that is pretty good. Do I they have very it. short lifespans? They tend to. For the they injuries are. and the steroids, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> and also just the road life. I mean, a lot of them do a, have been known to do a lot of drugs on the road and, and really allegedly. damage their hearts. <laughs> allegedly. And, and damage their hearts a lot. A lot of them have heart issues. That's true. Well, that makes a lot of sense. You know, yeah, they they've been known to juice now and then. Yep. I'd like to I mean, be- honestly, like allegedly, stand up is has a lot of physical antics. Alleg- so it's not yeah. wrestling, but Alleg- you do yeah, need to allegedly. be amped up. And um, you know, it's very it's very wearing. And I had a psychic tell me I was going to get heart issues, and I need to not use any type of stimulants. Huh? Yeah, that's yeah, not a I great read. Well, I've abused them in my day, so it was pretty. It might have been accurate. allegedly. <laughs> Yeah, she described the trainer. What, I only hired two trainers ever, and one trainer dropped dead, and he abused supplements. And she described him, and she said, "Yeah, you're going to get heart issues if you don't, you know, back off." Wow, yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. All right then. So moving on to not a sad news. That's good. Wait, only one sad news. On- yeah, just one. <laughs> just one this week. Yeah, um, from the. This is why we have an issue with award shows department. The Emmy nominations have been announced. And the most insulting nod, at least to me anyway, was Don Cheadle's 98-second cameo on The Falcon and Winter Soldier for Best Guest Actor. In a recent interview, Don says, it's like concentrated orange juice. You just take a tablespoon and you put it in water and stir it around, and it's Cheadle. Of course, he was more serious after the initial announcement, tweeting, I really don't get it either. Can you imagine? Yeah, can you imagine being an actor paying your dues for an award show and you get beat out from a nomination for a guy who was only in 98 seconds of a show. 
Because he's Don Cheadle. And look, I like Don Cheadle. I think he's an excellent actor. Yes, he's an amazing actor. He's a, he's great in House of Lies. He's been great playing uh, Rhodey War Machine. It's not against him as an actor at all. Right. I, he, I'm he, saying it's the, awards, like, it's the award show yeah. in and of itself. The, I mean, like I said, we've had issues. We have a duality with award shows. And for somebody to say that, that this 98 seconds, which was timed by people out there in a series – is 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 nomination worthy as opposed to other people who are doing hours and hours and hours of work i, I was just gonna say what a slap in the freaking face to all those people who had to really memorize a whole page of lines and uh and it, it's ridiculous it's ridiculous again not nothing against don again but it's ridiculous well, we live in the TikTok generation. It's, you know, it's not the same, but, you know, a lot of comedians, let's say, they spent hours and hours and years yeah. putting together an hour-long special. And then a kid on TikTok just, you know, shows their boobs or makes a silly face for 30 seconds and they're super famous and they're filling out arenas. And they didn't yeah. practice anything. Well, you know, well, and to, to quote a scene from uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, Anthony Mackie, She's out of line, but she's right. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's true. You're, you're, you're true. This reminds me like- of um, the best interview I've ever had. And it's never aired because it got lost in the digital oh, world. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, isn't that, that just um, like the worst? <laughs> it was with Robert Culp from iSpy uh, really? back in the day. Yes. And he was an amazing interviewer. An interviewee, I should say. And he said something. And he was like, you know, back in the old days, people had to pay their dues to do stage and screen. And this was in 2008. So he's like, mm. you know, and it, people have to do their paint their dues before they get any type of recognition for doing work. Even making it to television was a long uh, journey. But nowadays, remember, this is 2008. He was like, you know, uh, there, there's pop stars and there's reality stars and they just show up with no kind of training, no type of thing. And, and they become famous. And he's like, it's, it's, it's very sad and hurtful to the craft. Yeah. 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 Well, it's true. And Popular. here we are. You know what, <laughs> get it, Charlie. You know, if they get more flack about this, the Emmy, uh, the Emmys, you know what they're going to do. What? They're going to add a category, best cameo. <laughs> you know. Best TikToker. Mm. Uh, you know, like, like the, the. In all uh, honesty, if they had a category, best cameo, I'd be they, fine with it. Right, but if it's you, not even a guest appearance. It's like, I know like it's, it's ninety-eight seconds. seconds. Ninety-eight, not even two minutes. Not even. And two don't minutes. get me wrong. <laughs> for the ninety-eight seconds of what he was supposed to achieve, from one, you know, one black soldier <laughs> superhero talking to another to convince him to, you know, about the shield, it was appropriate that Don Cheadle was in the scene. It made sense. But it's barely a guest appearance. Like it made sense in the writing. It's, it would even it, make sense in a comic book. But it's not worth like it, it. It's just not worth calling it a guest appearance. You're better off, yes, best cameo. And you have to realize yeah. that out of those 98 seconds, he wasn't speaking for the entire 98 seconds either. Well, he must have been sleeping with the people who pulled the awards. That's what you hear for a woman. You know, that's what I hear about myself. Oh, who did she? You know, you know, who did he f to get that? You know, you don't really hear that about men, do you? No, you really don't. There's, there's no male casting couch. As yeah, well, I'm going to change it. that. It's... I'm going to have a female <laughs> casting couch because we need it's... to switch things up. Well, you know, it's... here's the thing. Like the, the what's his name? Terry Crews has mentioned, though, about 
not only has there been the casting couch for women, but there's the casting couch of for men by men. Yeah, like he he had talked about being like sexually harassed by another man. Right. So yes, you're not wrong. Just, we don't ask that question of men, but it is very plausible. Like there are predatory men who yeah. prey on other men. Yes. Yeah. So it's not not an inappropriate question to ask of a guy like oh, he, uh, you know. Yeah. All right. This is going to be my question for every man I interview now. <laughs> so moving on from the, did you see how that movie ended department? No. Coming to Las Vegas later this summer, the Blair Witch Project will be turned into an escape attraction. Jason <laughs> Egan, who designed Liongate's Saw Escape oh, Attraction in Vegas, will be responsible me. for the Blair Witch version as well. Escape oh, Blair Witch is set in the recreation of the 100-year-old cabin in the backwoods. Since it's a recreation of the cabin rather than being a single escape room, the attraction will feature 10 escape rooms within one structure and should take about an hour for visitors, visitors to get through. Executives say, we really think that this not only in Vegas, there's a huge demand for horror. If you look at the box office, horror movies were increasing in the market share in the years prior to the pandemic. There's a fan base for, for per chant for horror, and it isn't limited to one month a year. Um, Mark, who said this again? This is uh, the executives uh, from the Escape uh, Blair Witch Project, Las Vegas. He's a pure ass because <laughs> horror has been horror has been up there for years. All of a sudden, it's a new thing. Get the hell out of here. God in heaven. I'm more concerned about, you know, if you've seen the Blair Witch Project, which I have, unfortunately. Me too. It, it did not go well. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, no. No. Bring, bring your wool hats. Everybody's going to have a wool hat. <laughs> And uh, that's it. And a shaky camera. Yeah, a shaky camera. That's all I remember in the woods. Mm. Yeah. I, mean, I remember the first one was yeah. huge. Well, that's because people thought it was real. And then right. when they yeah. show up on the MTV Movie Awards, MTV Awards. they're like, <laughs> uh, they're alive? How are they alive? Right. Yeah. But I mean, that just shows like the very first one was sort of like groundbreaking. It was everything that came yeah. after that that was terrible. It was groundbreaking because it made a lot of money. <laughs> Because everybody thought it was real. So it wasn't more of the movie. It was more of the, the uh, marketing campaign than anything, I would yeah. say. Yeah. So yeah. marketing campaign created a whole new genre of movie. Yeah. Because if it didn't make any money, yeah. nobody would care. And I should, I well, should beat the living kind of... crap out of those people who invented that genre. <laughs> it's a but combination, anyway. though. Like, yeah, the marketing campaign was great. But if there wasn't the movie, though, there wouldn't have been the marketing campaign. Right. Yes. yes so it, it's correct. a combination of both. Correct. Um, speaking of uh, movies, from the that's a lot of nuts department, the new Space Jam film has taken the number one spot in the domestic box office, pulling in thirty-one million dollars in ticket sales. What makes this interesting is that last week's number one film, Black Widow, had the biggest number one had the biggest one-week drop-off of any Marvel film. And Disney is blaming pirates for the poor showing of just $25.8 million in its second week. Uh, for those keeping track, Fast and Furious Part 9 is about the highest grossing film of 2021 with $155.8 million. And Quiet Place 2 is still going strong, holding the number two spot with $155.3 million. Um, of note, Quiet Place Part 2 
and Fast and Furious are only available to see legally in theaters while Space Jam and Black Widow are on, on both uh, in streaming and in theaters with Space Jam being free with subscription and, Blick, and Blick, Black Widow costing you an extra Black fee Black. in addition to the service. Um, you don't that's... need to suspend disbelief when you've got family. <laughs> it's it's weird how this is working out. I think the we were talking about this last week about how the the business model is is morphing in front of us. It's changing, but mm-hmm. this, but something was brought to my attention. I want to know what you guys think about this. Uh, mm-hmm. If you remember, uh, Disney is charging an additional fee. I think it's like twenty twenty five, maybe even thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. I think it's like to, 25, yeah. To see the movie in addition to the streaming service. And their justification is, which I think Dominic had mentioned last week, was, oh, um, I would normally pay more to go see it in the movies. But the, the profit margin is way higher because if you pay your $20 or $25 to see a movie in the theaters, mm-hmm. Disney doesn't get that much money. So that, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the explanation of why the prices are so high for movie tickets. Mm. But they're making $30 pure profit, and that's right. not fair. <laughs> well, huh. I don't know if it's not fair. or fair. What is fair? <laughs> it's like, look, if no one's Nothing, for- nothing is fair, Jen. <laughs> yeah, Disney- life's not fair, Mark. Reality check. Let's stop Welcome there. to the universe. Mickey Mouse <laughs> isn't like coming to your house, putting a gun to your head, and forcing you to watch Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, but what about you this, Mark? You pay it. <laughs> You're yeah. going to buy it. Which which would ex- which would explain the 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 pirates, <laughs> and what right. about the profits to Disney when somebody play, pays the thirty dollars and invites a load of friends over again for free. with the cursing? I heard it that time. Second, two today. Well, I wanted to make sure they heard it. That time. <laughs> like, Sorry, <you> editor. <laughs> Sorry. Because people are getting stupider, and it's pissing me off. They are. Trust me. Look, I mean, honestly, what, yes, right, what are Jen? The, who are the pirates, <laughs> really? What probably is happening is like a bunch of people, because people aren't as afraid of COVID now, they're like, look, we could all go to the movie theater or we could just pay 20 bucks. Everyone mm-hmm. comes over, we watch the mm-hmm. movie on my nice big flat screen. Exactly. You have a, what is that, a pay-per-view party and have everybody over? Yeah. I mean, that's probably yeah. what's happening. It's like, look, I, I don't remember now because we're so deeper into this conversation, but <laughs> I really... When Disney's complaining about the money that it made, is it exclusively from box office or are they yes. counting? They they are not they are not so releasing uh, their streaming much... services numbers. So for all we know, they're doing like as if it matters to me, they're probably <laughs> making just enough just more than enough money, believe me, from people streaming it at home. There's probably mm-hmm. a lot of people that are like, you know what, I'm still not I want to see it. I don't feel comfortable going to a movie theater yet, or you know, the other problem is that, like, a lot of the movie times are not really conducive. I was right. The movie times, like, you can't see anything before five o'clock in the afternoon. So remember, you had this idea that, like, go to a matinee, go to, like, a Monday yeah. matinee. Yeah. They don't have them right now. Huh. Movie th- at least not the ones I was looking at. Movie theaters yeah. are, like, trying to pack it into the primetime movie times. So but probably a lot of people are like, I don't want to go. So they're buying it at home. Mm. Like, I don't, Disney has no reason to complain. I'm sure they're making plenty of money. But they're not making as much money as they want to make. <laughs> well, maybe they're trying to play yeah, the victim, okay. which is super in vogue in 2020 and 21. They're like, you but, know, we're going to make us seem like, oh, something's wrong. We're the victim. Maybe people feel bad and see our movies. That's One possible thing I'm too. happy about, though, is like, look, at least they're not saying like, 
well, it's not making the same much because it's about a female superhero, so we're not going to do it anymore. Like, at least they're not complaining about that. They're not going that route, right? They're blaming not the pirates because they're like, yeah, well, yeah, they're like, we we made a great movie all because we're Marvel and Disney, and we make you know hand, hand over fist amounts of money, but yeah. now this time it's just uh, we're not making as much as we normally would have, even though we waited a year and a half to put this movie out. Mm. And look, they. Uh, they could have done more to, to push the movie. But the truth is, they should have just put it out last year. They should have just put it out last year and put it on their streaming service immediately. People were ready for it last year. They were looking for it, looking forward to it last year. They wanted and, to, to make their extra money. <laughs> That's it all it just, is. I think they just flubbed the marketing. Mm. I, I, I think they flubbed the entire movie because it, sh- it felt like it should have been out years ago watching it. But that's a whole other mm. uh, Oh, so other you, I haven't seen it yet. You've not to give a, a critique. You just feel like it's antiquated. It should have been coming out like around Marvel phase one or two. Yeah. Like that's it how was... I felt about Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman would have been great if Wonder Woman came out at the same time as Captain America. Right. Felt it, mm-hmm. it was a good movie. It was just like four to five years too late. Yeah. If it and, came out and... during Captain America, it would have been right on par. It would have been really a great competition between Captain America and Wonder Woman, but they didn't do it. They waited too long. Yeah. I, and, I, I, and I gotta say, it was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. it you know, it wasn't okay. it wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't Blair Witch, but it was enjoyable. Yeah. Still, never seen Wonder Woman. It's really? okay. It's enjoyable. Nope. It's essentially <laughs> the cat the the first of Captain America, first Avenger of the of of DC. I feel, by the way, I I tried to tell this to some people, I never got a chance, and I'll do it really fast. If they had made that the first movie of the DC universe. It would have set the entire tone for the DC universe. Batman would have made the Ben Affleck Batman would have made a lot more sense, including the super, Superman's decision to kill Zod would have made a lot more sense. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, at this point, if you haven't seen Man of Steel with Henry Cavill, that's your problem. But you know, everyone he kills Zod. Everyone's like, "Oh my god!" But like, you watch Wonder Woman; she kills people in Wonder Woman. It would have. It, she was the first superhero. Mm. It would have made a whole t- uh, tone of the DC cinematic universe. It would have been made. It would have made everything make much more sense. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, Charlie, you have any thoughts on this? They were all idiots. <laughs> That's fair too. Everybody who, everybody who goes out there, everybody who tries to promote stuff, everybody who tries to market stuff. They're all a bunch of idiots. I, I, I mean, like, wow. no, 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 no. Because the more and more news I'm hearing about the, the Emmys and this people, I'm getting like Hassan. People are idiots, you know, and I'm not talking about the people who listen to the show or talking about programmers. I'm talking about the, the higher ups, the executives that you do such a wonderful job imitating them. I talk mm. about, you know, I'm talking about them. They're, they're idiots in charge of something they shouldn't be in charge of. My mm-hmm. best, I think the best um, movie was Iron Man. It explained everything. It was a great origin movie. And after that, uh, again, Captain America was also. But um, people are just, people in the business are just pure idiots. Other than that, <laughs> I love everyone. You know what? As I've said before, it's like what Jerry Seinfeld said of the of the executives in entertainment. Entertainment's just not their field. <laughs> 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 entertainment's just not what they should be doing. Superhero. Yeah. 
So let's yeah. see. We have about two minutes to go, so I wonder if we should squeeze this in. Uh, from the You Can't Get Enough of the Sopranos department, Hasbro just announced a Sopranos edition of Monopoly where you'll be able to buy and sell in trade locations such as Tony Soprano's house, Whitecap Shore house, uh, Satyrias, and more. Uh, the six tokens to use to play the game will be a baby duck, the Sturgoats, Bobby Bacala's toy train engine. Obviously, someone did not uh, watch Sopranos who's reading this. Uh, Sopranos big and Dr. Mayfield's chair and a my, sanitation truck. Yeah, my, my Soprano movie would be cement shoes, a hefty bag. I don't know. Just that, that a duck. What? Hell is a duck have to do with this Sopran? I don't know, baby duck. Because the ducks, a... the ducks were in the pool, and then like they left the pool, and Tony got all sad. Oh God! There was a thing. Oh, okay. Um, other Soprano-style changes to the Monopoly game includes uh, houses being renamed as stashes, hotels being renamed as contraband, and chance cards renamed A, and the community oh. chest renamed O. Uh-huh. That's pretty funny. <laughs> And sometimes why? <laughs> so as That's fans of, uh, I know, uh, I know at least two of the three of us, uh, two, uh, two out of the two four of, of us, I just should say. Four, which, which one of your, in your calculation <laughs> is missing? Um, I was missing. <laughs> okay. So two out of the three of you. Yeah, <laughs> out of, of my co-hosts, <laughs> two out of the three are Sopranos fans. And one was not, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm on here too. I'm also not a Sopranos fan." So two out of is that me? Yeah, you haven't watched Sopranos, have you? Not really. No. Oh, there you go. See, so two out of the four. Yeah. So Dominic, Charlie, what do you guys think about a Monopoly Sopranos game? I'm not getting it. <laughs> no, because they have idiot game pieces. So Dominic. <laughs> Like, first of all, I've never finished a game of Monopoly in my life. It just goes on for too long. Wow. Hey, uh, bravo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they've been doing this with Monopoly, though, forever. Like, different versions of Monopoly. So, yeah. whoever, you know, if you like The Sopranos and you want to play Monopoly, go for it. I don't care. Who has time <laughs> for games? Life is hard enough. And, and on the board, they should have, like, Crack House, you know, Bada Bing, and all, the, all that stuff. They don't. <laughs> I don't think they... Well, maybe they would have a crack house. I don't know. <laughs> so we are out of time. Do you have any final thoughts, uh, Charlie Saladino's your correspondent? Uh, yes, peace and love to everyone. <laughs> after, after your rant, that's what you're going with? All right. That's, that's, that was the whole joke. That was the whole joke, Mark. If I have to explain it to you, it's not, you know. All right, okay. Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition, Mansbrow. Do you have any final thoughts for our segment, new segment? Uh, yeah, 98 seconds is not a guest appearance. <laughs> From the life of Jenny.com's <laughs> Jenny Felody, do you have any final thoughts for our new segment? Keep your house clean, keep your hands clean before you try to give other people advice. Ooh, that's, Ooh, that's pretty a nice, pretty Yeah, that's like people in glass houses. Mm-hmm. So, like Jordan um, Peterson, clean your room, you know? He makes a good point. So yeah. with that, we're going to take our break, and we'll be right back if it came from the radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or a product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. 
for more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. At Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin in the month of July, get ready for Sinister War from Marvel Comics, Infinite Frontier from DC, and Amelia Clark's Mother of Madness from Image Comics. Make sure to join our membership program where you can save 10% on every purchase. And mark your calendar for free comic book day on August 14th. Cosmic Comics and Games is open Wednesday from noon to 8, Thursday from 2 to 7, and Saturday and Sunday from noon to 5. That's Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin, located at 846 Merrick Road in Baldwin, New York. Call us at 516-763-1133. Thank you and stay safe. Hey, ghoulies, this is Demon Boy, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. <laughs> your net processor is linked to sci-fi.radio. sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn. Now, back to our show. Hey, this is Jaybird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today we're going to talk about going back to the beach. Back to the beach. Back to reality. Well, no, that's not really reality. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun, right? What? Yes. Are you, gonna, <laughs> uh, you know, you're supposed to talk, <laughs> not just look at my face. <laughs> giggles. Miss Giggles. Okay, I know. Uh, well, we're going back to uh, Malibu during the summer. Yes, our uh, it's a little bit of a beach club thing that mm-hmm. we're going to try and do. Yeah, it's like a knockoff of the real Malibu. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's the knockoff of a real Malibu. I mean, they do well, put I mean, palm trees there, which well, yeah, so they do import that. But basically, it's going to the beach and being a member of this little place and... Um, it's fun, you know. We go to the beach. It's we, really fun, like especially when you have like friends there. Uh, they before COVID, they um, used to uh, have bands at night. Yes, they used to have bands. At, that's right. There were bands at night, and we would stay pretty late, right? Well, yeah, we would stay till like eight. Almost ten, I think. Oh yeah, there were some nights that we stayed till like ten when uh, yeah, uh, my family friend, like our family friends, came out. Yeah, they have uh, fireworks around July 4th um, weekend, you know, and we just hang out and watch that, which is pretty cool. And um, I think that's going to be most of our summer. Yeah, probably. Right? And guess who goes to work this summer? Thanks for reminding me. Yes! What are we doing? CIT. CIT is what? Uh, Counselor in training. That's right. Counseling. At a summer rec camp. Yes. And for those who don't know about <laughs> counselors in training, parents have to pay for you to go. And hopefully the tips at the end will make match whatever you worked your butt I off for, that. right? <laughs> I'm keeping those tips if I get them. Of course. It's me. Of course. That's what it's about. But you got to be, you know, you're supposed to be nice to children. Yep. <laughs> what? Do you think you're not going to be nice to children? We'll see what happens. What do you mean? That's the whole point of the job. To be nice to kids. We'll see what happens. We'll Can, see what happens. You'll see. Come on. There's no we'll see what happens. That's what you're supposed to do. I mean, what other... I mean, that's your job. You're supposed to be yeah. teaching kids and, and ushering them and helping them with crayons and coloring or whatever else they do in that camp. Do you know what they do in that camp? No. <laughs> what do you mean? Didn't you go? Well, I used to. It's... Eh. What? What do you mean? It's, eh. So what did you do? Uh, I... I don't remember... You don't remember what you used to do there? Oh, my gosh. All right. So, I'm happy that you're going to work. I can't believe it. You're actually going to do some stuff. 
Thanks. Well, come on, you know. What else were you going to do this summer besides the beach? The beach. Get out of here, the <laughs> beach. The, oh, man. Can it be? <laughs> you know what? If it was me, I'd be in air conditioning all day. So, you know. Which, actually, I will be in air conditioning yeah, all day. Yeah, because you have to work. That's right, because I actually have to work for a living. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, I mean, uh, Julie, what can I say, you know? <laughs> I don't know Miss Giggles today. What's happening? <laughs> I don't know. Are you speechless? Uh, yeah. Why? I don't know. God, what do you mean? I don't want to go to work. You don't want to go to work? Nah. You know, I, I said if you really wanted to, you know, you could have worked for Grandma and cleaned her whole house this no, summer. No, thank you. Are you sure? Yep. You could go on rides with Pop and... and, and <laughs> to fix- where? <laughs> it's fixing microwaves at restaurants? Yeah, fixing microwaves. That sounds restaurants. fun. Well, you could learn a skill, actually, on how, to, how electricity mm. works and how not to electrocute yourself and fixing microwaves at restaurants. Uh, nah. So, do you think CIT is, like, the better option? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But you're going with one of your friends, right? Yeah, that's true. That's the that's the one thing I'm excited about for it. And you're going to be in the same group. Yeah. So then what's the problem? You're going to have fun all summer and you just have to hang out with the kids. You can't be on your phone the whole day. I know. Are you, are, do you, are you sure? No. Yeah? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like you're in, you're in trouble. Thank you. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Elaborate a little bit here. On? I don't... On. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, I see you're silly today, I think. Miss Giggle uh, Pants or whatever you call it. Right? I guess. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right, anyway, have a good one. I was about to say sincerely, Julie. (laughs) Well, is it sincere? I don't know. (laughs) Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected. Meet Grimlock having fun on It Came From The Radio. Meet Greg Berger also. Looking to sell your entire comic collection? Have that one key issue you're trying to unload? Well, look no further than Royal Collectibles, your friendly neighborhood comic book shop. Buying and selling comics, toys, and merchandise with experience in the industry for over 30 years. From Golden Age comics all the way up to the present, they want to buy your stuff. Reach out to them online at www.royalcollectiblesonline.com or give them a call at 718-793-0542. That's Royal Collectibles in Forest Hills, Queens, New York. Now, back to our show. This is Bookworm Batson on It Came From the Radio. Today's book is Rivers of London, Volume 1, Body Works, the Deluxe Writer's Edition by Ben Aronovich and Andrew Cartmel by Titan Comics. This graphic novel starts off with the drowning death of a guy trapped in a car. Based on a tip from one of the characters, Beverly, and what we know about her is that her mother is the goddess of the river Thames. She's beautiful, she's powerful, and she's mysterious. So based on her tip, this case is being investigated by our plucky hero, Peter Grant. He is an officer from the branch of the police department that deals with magic and the supernatural. And this um, is the London's Metropolitan Police Department. So this is not a United States. This is in London. The ensemble cast of characters include officers or detectives Stephanopoulos and Galid. 
Peter's kind of mentor, for want of a better word, is this guy by the name of Nightingale. And there's some other characters as well. As they investigate the death of Ewan Ferguson, that's the victim, we come across a trace by, you know, a driverless car. We come across cursed objects, weird staff members, kids getting up to trouble, and an interesting dunking bench. Did I mention that Peter has powers and spells? I like this novel. There was a good story here. The investigation was nice. It had interesting characters that you want to learn more about. It was kind of like the Dresden Files, but not. It was kind of like Friday the 13th, the movie series, the television series, not the movie, but not really. And with the CSI lean. I gave this novel four dunking chairs. If you don't know what that is, it's a seat that's attached to a log that you would put an alleged witch in and you would dunk her in a large body of water. A pond will do. If she sinks and dies, then she's not a witch. And if she floats, then she is a witch and she must be killed or punished. In the 1600s, that was a simplified witch detector test. This novel gets four of them. I really enjoyed this James McNulty with a supernatural case vibe. If you don't know who McNulty is, blast to the past and go watch an episode of The Wire. The art here was good. The story was easy and made sense. There were no plot holes. And at no point in time was I reading it thinking, what in the world am I reading here? There were none of those vibes. It was a nice, easy, and enjoyable read for those of us who love detective shows and magic. Two birds, one stone. You know what I mean? I would recommend that you walk, don't run, and read this. I loved it. If you want your book to be reviewed, send it to Bookworm Batson, care of It Came From The Radio, Post Office Box 134, Rosedale, New York, one one four two two. Hi guys, this is Xenia Seberg who played Zev on the show Lex, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. The Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. Now, back to our show. You're listening to It Came From The Radio, and I'm Jenny Feldy here with comedian Will Romero. Hi there, everyone. Everyone listening to to this, the 10 people that will be listening to this? (laughs) No, this is on many radio stations. Okay. This is a real radio show, but this is the video component. Okay, many radio people. Hello. So, Will Romero was one of the winners of the Long Island Laugh-Off last week. Yeah. Killed it. Thank you. Killed it. And uh, I got a lot of questions for you, so let's go. Let's shoot. All right, so why are you doing stand-up comedy? Why am I doing stand-up comedy? Best question ever. Um, 9-11 happened. Okay. We were all confused. We were all a little, like, you know, depressed. We were we didn't know where we were. Right. And then I saw the George Carlin special right okay. after 9-11. Okay. And I was glued to the TV. I was mesmerized the way that he developed the English language, how, how he 
play with the English language. Mm -hmm. It's like watching a boxer do combinations. It's like watching mm -hmm. um, Floyd Mayweather or or whoever's your favorite boxer. Right. Just do combinations. And at that moment, I said, oh, my God, this is what I want to do with my life. Okay. Uh, million things happen. Uh, I think I promised to somebody that I was going to be a comedian. And that person came back into my life about mm -hmm. 10, not 10, uh, 15 years later. And the first question she asked was, so, are you doing comedy? And then he hit back. That I was like, oh, it's, I did make a promise. Right. That I just quotes. Is that allowed? No, uh, oh, okay. We're going to try not to. We're going to try for me, to believe. For me, okay. it's fine. But for the radio, no. Okay. <laughs> Good, thank you. Okay, so uh, we're going to have to beep that my, one my out. My second last interview had the most curses out of all the interviews in 17 years. Okay. So let's try not to beep that one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I met that person in my life, right. and she brought me back to reality. And, uh, you know, in a way or two, it teaches you a lesson that you got to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And two, that you have to keep your promises. Mm -hmm. And some way, somehow, uh, my life got better afterwards because I started doing comedy and I haven't stopped since. And uh, I, it just I've keeps getting fan. better and better. Thank I you. saw your, what is it, your 2020 20, 20 Oh, the 2020 highlights. 2020 highlight list. Yeah. And it was just an open mic I went to. I had, I don't think I had even done a stand-up show. I've, you know, I've been around, but not okay. stand-up. And I heard that. I heard you do that. And I was like, oh, I'm a fan. I loved it. Yeah, I, loved it. I, I think one of the jokes was, um, you know, with full disclosure. I, I know now, now you can talk about it, that mm -hmm. that the virus came from a lab. Right. And people are saying, we, we couldn't say that. back no. about a, Yeah, seven months later, now we can. Now the posts are being restored on Facebook. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, and I think that the joke was that was not the first biological weapon from China. Okay. The first biological weapon was in 1984. A gremlin. Me? Oh. A gremlin. I no. was born in 84. <laughs> oh, I was born in 85. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, I was born in the 80s. So. <laughs> 80s. A gremlin, yeah, the gremlin. I, I love that list. And... um you know, I, I, I don't know. I see myself as a little bit of a talent agent because I've seen people since age 17 and I've been like, oh, they have something special. And then, you know, people say whatever, but I, I'm right. And I, I, I haven't, I mean, I'm sure I've been wrong. I, I don't know. But I think there's a lot here. I think you're definitely one to watch. And I think it's going to be interesting to see who's riding your coattails and who's treating you a little different after the win last week. And right. you might have a win coming up because we, we don't know. And you're gonna have more wins in the future. So I, I always like to see who sucks up and if their if their personality changes a little bit, you know, when they see you advancing in comedy. I think we're gonna see some people. I, I like to change. stay real. I like to stay real. You're, you're yeah. gonna stay real, but I think the people around you. Uh, might so, somebody suck. called me the other day and yeah, she told gonna... me. She said the moment you got off the stage, all I told to myself was, Will Romero just gained ten haters. And I'm, oh. like, I'm like, okay, you know, that's not what I want to hear. However, Whoa. it's a compliment. Uh, well, if someone's thinking it is what like it is. that, they're they're focused on hate. Because I, I right. don't really think like yeah, that. Yeah, that's their projection, you know. And, I mean, I'm aware. And I and I'm, I think I'm a very other aware and self-aware person. But I, I, it's something that would just never go through my mind. I, I, I only saw a few minutes. And I was like, this guy just gained... 30, 40, 50 fans, <laughs> and he's going to have a lot of people riding his coattails. But anyway, this we'll is see. only supposed to be a 15-minute interview. We might go to 20, but for the radio, mm. it'll be, you know, 10, 15, unless it's really good. So let's go to the next questions. Okay, okay this is this is definitely for you. Okay. Any messages or lessons that you personally want to share with humanity? Uh, keep your promises. Yeah, for sure. And keep in mind that our life is short. 
Mm -hmm. And uh, keep in mind that uh, we're all going to die. That's a thing that we all have in common. Not me. Oh, uh, well, no, no. maybe not you. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be immortal. No, 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 no. We, no, I don't want to be immortal. That, that would be too boring. Um, that being said, uh, love. Love. Uh, yeah, you have to love. It's, okay. it's, love is the answer. I didn't okay. say it. John Lennon did. Love, love. Yeah, laugh. Just love gotta... and laugh. I thought I thought that was your. Oh accent. well, you gotta laugh. Well, my my accent. Yeah, sometimes I have to repeat things twice just to get it through. You know. And sometimes that is a good idea in comedy to repeat your jokes twice. I, I do it twice. I think Chris Rock does that. Yeah, yeah, he two does. Two or three times he says it, and he says it again. I try to say it twice so that people get to hear it. Okay. You know? so. Yeah, because I. So no, you I... have to love people. That, that's the only thing I have for humanity. Love people. Okay, and everyone has limits. What will you not do or not talk about on stage? Genitalia. Genitalia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, I don't like it. Every either. comedian makes like genitalia it. jokes. Yep. I'm not a fan, neither is my no, dad. Mm -hmm. No. I, I think it's a low blow because yeah. we all know it's private. Right. We all know in a way or two privacy is funny, you know, like Right. Uh I I try not to be graphic. I try to okay. put I try to say something but the graphic has to be in your mind. Can't in the same. audience head. <laughs> right. It My has stuff to be... is a little dirty, but not genitalia. No, I, I just, no, I think it's I a low like blow. It. It's, it's like just shit. stupid. It's like fart jokes. Yeah. I don't it, like It's fart like jokes. toilet humor, which I really... Okay. Oh, there you go. Toilet humor. I, I don't do toilet humor at all. I, okay. I find it... It's just... It's out just, of my limit. There's so many other things to joke about. Yeah. South Park could make toilet humor and they're very good at it. They could keep I it. I concur. Yeah. What would you like to see more of in the stand-up community, you know, globally and in Long Island? Because Long Island is a special little section of comedy. Long Island. Oh, and God. And then there's national, totally different animal. But Long Island is its own little... Long Island's its own little animal. Yeah. Uh, what I would like to see is uh, more diversity, if that's mm -hmm. a thing. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, I would like to uh, hear less genitalia jokes. Me too. I would like <laughs> to hear more um, more real jokes, man. People being right. real. Well, I'm Pe doing that. Yeah, no, I know you are. Uh, yeah. And I know a few people are a few out there. People. Yeah, but uh, I find the same formula uh, with Long Island, Long Island. Mm -hmm. uh, is the oh, back in my day comedy. Oh. I call it quote unquote back in my day. Things were like this. Back mm. in my day. I'm like, dude, back in your day, homophobia and racism was acceptable. Right. Times to move on. Time to move on. Right. Okay. I, I would like to see less of that and I would like to see more diversity and more, um, just more, uh, how, how can I say it? More real, more of a real person on stage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have a lot of real people. However, mm -hmm. I, I find that it's just, Preserve. Some people like preserve themselves too much, but mm -hmm. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to drop that. a name or anything. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. People can figure it out for themselves. Stop being family friendly. Be yourself. Yeah. Oh well, I was the opposite of family friendly. I actually was told that that someone got yelled at for laughing at my jokes on Thursday. I got private. <laughs> I got yeah. He got yelled at. A table turns him, and someone said, "Oh, I guess she has a fan." <laughs> Oh my God! I mean, I, I actually I did I did pick my set list after I arrived, and I only picked my my most. Uh, tongue-in-cheek and offensive jokes so so you know what I'm not I'm not too surprised but uh, okay. uh, uh. anyway okay collaboration is key what characteristics do you look for in a comedy partner you know you know that you've partnered with Bonnie Scalisi to do the the open mic so when you look for a partner what do you look for Who do you uh, authentic promote? authenticity number one okay uh, that we click um, it's like it's like it's like when you hear about people making a band you mm -hmm. have to click. You have to be able to get along. Okay. Authenticity, 
outside of the stage. Now, right. when we are performing for real audience, what I really look forward, I do my job. Right. My job is to mutter the audience. My job is to set the audience on fire. That way, when you're after me or whoever's mm -hmm. after me, mm -hmm. the audience is already nice and warm. Okay. And I expect the same from the comedian before me okay. to kill them. That way I come in there and we keep the momentum going. Because okay. people want to laugh. And right. the last thing you want to do is have a comedian motor, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then have somebody else come and kill the mood. Right, okay. And they're like, oh, God, we wish we had the other guy again. Right. Or the other girl. And some people would not want that because they'd be intimidated. You know, some people like to follow bad acts. That, that's their insecurities. Yeah, he's oh, talking. totally, totally. Yeah. I, I can't say that. That doesn't bother me. I, I, I actually don't don't let that get to me. Yeah, you know, me too. They're doing their job. I expect them to do a good one. Right, so that way I job. do a good one myself. Right. right, let's all shine. Let's all do well. Right. And um, similar, but what should stand-up comedians stop doing? Aside from... Genitalia jokes. That's it. <laughs> uh, what should they stop doing? Try yeah. to be somebody. Stop trying to think that this is a, a, a race. This is a marathon. This is okay. a long-distance thing. Okay. Um, I, uh, I, as a matter of fact, I had a comedian call me uh, the other day. I'm not going to say her name. Right, right. Uh, and she was like, oh, my God, I've seen your improvement. Blah. I don't know how to do it myself. And I'm like, well, I haven't seen you do any open right. mic. Uh, it's hmm. like going into a boxing match. Yeah, we're you... going to open mic right now. Yeah, we're going to an open mic right, right now. now. Yeah. You're going well, to... we're sweating in my car. Sorry. I actually like off. it. It's like a sauna. Okay, good. I feel so bad. I'm like, I feel so bad. You're no, baking no, no. in my car right the, now. The sauna <laughs> in my gym hasn't okay. been open for six months. All right, cool. <laughs> my guilt is away. <laughs> so, um... Get to open mics. Practice. It's like going into a, a fight. Right. And you haven't been training. Don't expect right. you to... Don't expect to go and knock the other guy out. Definitely. At That's... least practice at home. Practice, pra practice. Make your own open mics at home. Have people over if you can't get to an open mic. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. You know, do it for your neighbors or just, or when you're talking to someone, just throw the joke and see if it makes <laughs> someone laugh. That's a great little tip there. Okay. How do you get energized before performing? I like to run in the morning. Yes. We I that. like to do a five mile run. Right. I like to hit the gym before just to get that anxiety out. Okay. And throughout the day, I'm going to start practicing, practicing. Um, I'm going to time myself. But what really, really gets me is when I'm waiting, the two comedians or the three comedians before me mm -hmm. and I know that I'm next I'm the third one down or the fourth one down the anxiety gets to me oh my me god <laughs> oh my god they're, they're gonna hate me they're not gonna they're, they're not gonna like my voice they have right. a big nose they're gonna make fun of me I'm gonna oh, get wow. heckled I'm gonna and the anxiety keeps going and going and going and I'm drinking four bottles of water yeah me too. and then I get up there my heart's beating fast and before you know it's over and and people still clapping and Isn't laughing. it such a good feeling when you're done? Yeah. I love being done with a comedy or a movie or any shoot. It's the best feeling. I, I wish that somebody just had a punching bag <laughs> mm -hmm. after the stage. That right. way you can just punch the bag and you just release that energy. Well, Mike like, Nicolio was standing off the stage. You could have just, you know, given him. <laughs> oh, Mike Thanks Nicolia. for having us. I don't yeah. know. I, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I don't condone <laughs> violence again. So even though some people no, have no, it, no. some people got it coming, but that's all right. For sure. For sure. Uh, okay. Top five comedians right now. Vanessa Why? Ho Vanessa Hollingshead. Why? Because okay. she is a badass. She's, she's great. She's vulnerable on stage. She voices. really. She does the voices. She mm -hmm. does the characters. She commits to the bit. Yeah. And she told me that. She said. She said something to me along the. French the, accent. 
Yeah, the French accent is great. That. Yeah, she the French woman, that. la 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 la. Love it, love it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. she commits to a bit. You know, like when you're a child mm -hmm. and you make and you're doing make believe. Yeah, that's her. You're yeah. seeing a child make believe, and I have copied that on my act, and, and it's, she has and some it's working. smart things to say too. Oh no, no, she's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, she's definitely yeah. brilliant. Okay, that's number one. Tim Dillon. Oh, me too. Tim Dillon is he—he's not—he's not afraid. That, that's it. all I gotta say. He's not afraid. No, he's not. Cat uh, <laughs> Williams. Definitely. Cat Williams too. is Cat Williams. What a comedian does in five minutes, he does in thirty seconds. Right. That you cannot teach. You cannot compare. Cat Williams hands down. Definitely. Uh, George Carlin, obviously. Totally. Totally. I think we have and, similar uh, lists. Oh, uh, the, the next one's a tough Me? one. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I will say Bill Hicks. Yeah. Bill wow, we have really similar lists. Yeah. No wonder I like your comedy. Thank you. Because you're you have a very very similar list to me. Bill yeah, Hicks was sure. like a George Carlin Jr. Right. But just as good. I like Alex Jones. I like I like Trump. He's one of my favorite comedians. Yeah, too. my favorite Trump him. joke is when he <laughs> told Ted Cruz, "Your father is a Zodiac killer." Who says that? I don't know. A comedian. Yeah, he's great. Okay. I know. Top I miss three. Him. Me too. Maybe. Well, we can still use him for material. Hopefully, he comes back. Yeah, because the new president. <laughs> new tour. The jokes are too easy, and I feel bad. I feel bad knocking someone who lives well, in a nursing home. Well, you know, you you shouldn't make fun of old people. No, don't knock someone who lives in a nursing home. But old people should belong in a nursing home or resting right. in Bahamas, wherever they want to retire. Not in the White House. No, it's, it's too easy to knock him. You gotta pick on some of your own Well, side, all you gotta so do I'm is sneeze and him. he falls by himself. <laughs> you fall up the stairs. Up the stairs. Too easy. Okay, top three inspirations to write material right now. Top three inspirations to write material mm -hmm. about. Uh, mm -hmm. Being an immigrant to the country, Okay. that's the best way I can do it. As From an immigrant point of view. I like that. If you have to look at America with a telescope, mm -hmm. you also wanna be a comedian. Anyone who wanna be a comedian. Um, it's like watching it's like being it, an alien. It's like watching Animal Planet. Yeah, hence the that's, alien. That's the way I hence think the alien it. card. When I write jokes, I think I'm an alien. And what are these humans doing? The best part is being part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, like 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 you want to be part of the crowd. When I was in my teens and my twenties, I wanted to be part of the crowd. Right. And then you realize eh, you no. really don't belong here. Yeah, no thanks. You extract yourself, and now you can make jokes about it. Right. Like I do a lot of drug jokes because hence drug use. Right. Not anymore, but. But you still have jokes. But yeah, but I so still got jokes out of it. So, um, um, if you get super famous, will you remember me? Of course, I will remember you. You're my, <laughs> who will, who will want to forget you? Nobody. I think a few people, but no. that lady who didn't like me at the show, she will want to forget me. Oh, <laughs> uh, ladies, ladies, you guys are catty. Yeah, some of them are. Yeah. Almost done. Almost done. What yeah. are your top two, one to two pieces of positive feedback that people have told you about you as a person or your comedy that you remember? Top two. My favor as a person uh, was that I got a big heart. Okay. And in comedy is when people tell me I did not see that coming. Right, right. That's that's the best one. Awesome. And then top one or two craziest pieces of negative feedback you've heard. We're going to end on a little Oh, uh, you're not tall enough. I'm 5'6". Tall enough for what? Uh, for so, who? For somebody that expects Brad Pitt, six feet two, uh, six-pack abs... A big house in the Hamptons. So these are from girls. Uh, Boyfriends, girlfriends. Yeah. Like romantic. <laughs> That's the worst feedback I ever got. Not uh, from comedy people. Oh, comedy. Right? Oh, well, oh. from anybody. Any, any feedback. Oh, I thought you meant personally. Yeah, and, in life. In oh, life. Uh, well, that's in life. Okay. In uh, comedy. So not tall enough. 
comedy was the one that this lady told me, don't say that joke again because it's going to offend somebody. Oh, boy. And that's when I canceled her. What was the topic, if you could tell us? Gangs. Don't talk about gangs? Because I'm El Salvadorian, and I was making a joke about how we are affiliated with MS-13. And the joke is, well, mm -hmm. you know, we have gangs in America. Now, we don't call them gangs. We call them NYPD, LAPD, FBI, CIA, so DEA. Yeah, because her husband was a police uh, officer. Right. And I told her, you know, okay. prove me wrong yeah. and I'll stop saying the joke. Right, right. And then her husband and then her husband got mad and called other guys to, to oh, like confirm wow. me. And then I'm like, Wow, you just proved my point. You acting yeah. like a gang. Yeah, wow yeah, wow. Okay. So there we go, we have it. I think we're gonna see him on the come up. I en I, I ended up that on the police. I'm sorry to interrupt <laughs> with the police. I'm sorry people, but you know what? It's it's comedy. I had someone comment on my Instagram and she said, do you really feel this way? And it's like, please don't take my comedy too seriously. That's why it's called an act. Yeah. It's an act. I'm acting. And unless you see me behind closed doors without recorders on, and even then, honestly, I, I, I've lived with people before. They don't know things about me. I was acting then, too. So when are, when are we not acting? Anyway, thank you for, ha thank you for coming. We're thank under you for having minutes. me. Great interview. I like it. Lots Down to of the point. Thing. If yes. you like some truth and a very philosophical person that's just not going to come up and do a bunch of voices, great, um, great but, thoughts, a big thinker. Thank you. And um, he like tries to put, not tries to, you just you just have meaning and you have things to say. Yeah. There's not a robot. So lots no. of respect. Uh, you guys could find me at WillRomero48 on Instagram. Uh, message me if you like me. And uh, I, I, I'm posting all my shows coming up. I got a few coming up this summer, right. and um, actually a lot of them coming up this summer uh, with this laugh-off thing. Nice. Uh, nice. So follow me in there, and um, hope to see you, and uh, hope to make you laugh. And now we're back to It Came From The Radio. Okay. <laughs> Michael McManus. I played Kai on Lex. You're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on the Came From the Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show, tough. go to our website, www.camefromtheradio.com. Listen to archives we up in a week or so. Check us out on such places such as goodtalkradio.com, btdradio.com, indievolt.com, sci-fi.radio, or our social media pages such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or just Google It Came From The Radio. And and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.